Hello, everyone, and welcome to David and Cold Survivor Podcast. I am David, and with me, as always, is... Nicole! Hi, guys! This podcast is coming a little bit late, but due to the Easter season and uh, both of us on holidays, we were unable to do it on Thursday, so we're still having one, though. It's uh, We're doing this Monday night, so it will be a little shorter than our average podcast, but we are still here to talk about the latest episode of Survivor. So let's get right into it, shall we, and talk about some standout moments and people from this episode. Nicole, what was a standout? Well, the two standout players right off the bat, Philip and Steve, yeah. uh, they really didn't get along in this episode. There was a lot of fighting and things like that. Philip, you know, he's got that feather still. <laughs> he's having these, you know, spiritual moments or whatever's going on with that. And, you know, kind of walking around with this cloth hanging from his underwear like a Native American or something. <laughs> Very interesting. And Making you know, a lot of weird mumbling noises, too. It's like mm-hmm. random noises. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, he gets into a big fight with Steve because, well, the Omatepe people, their rice was running low because they had maggots in their rice, and they needed to take their good rice and put it in um, Zapatero's rice container. But Steve was like, no, you can't do that. And Philip didn't like that he was disagreeing with him and not cooperating Steve wouldn't even really sit up during the argument. He was kind of just laying there. But Philip decides to play the race card and said that, you know, you're calling me crazy and this is because I'm a black man and all this stuff. And Steve's like, I'm not racist. And, you know, it, it was just a very crazy um, fight that sort of consumed the whole episode in some ways because you get back to it in tribal council and you have to have a therapy session and everything. So, Yeah, it, it very much consumed the episode. You had, I think the only person who thought it was a racial thing was <laughs> Philip. Uh, everyone else was just like, uh, really? He, he took it to a racial thing? <laughs> everyone was a little threw off. And they sort of, for the most part, everyone was just observed. And, like, it was actually a one-sided argument. You know, Steve wasn't really arguing. He called him crazy a couple of times. But other than that, it was just Philip ranting and ranting and ranting. <laughs> Classic Philip, you know. <laughs> what more can we say? <laughs> but I also like the the fact that earlier on, he didn't like that they had so much rice because there's only three of them left. So he starts stealing rice from them. And they, like, separ- segregated so much. And then he's asking them if they can share their rice tin. You just stole rice from them, really? <laughs> like, they, do you think they would really want that to happen? They are living the life, eating lots and lots of rice. They really don't want to share with the other people who are isolating them and segregating them so much. Mm-hmm. Exactly. If, you know, the Oma Tepe people want to be so isolated and keep them on their side of the camp and them on that side of the camp, you know, then they might as well just have their own rice and why should they, you know, share anything? And I thought it was kind of ridiculous that Phil thought that he had the authority to, you know, take that rice away. Like, yeah, you know, who made you the rice police? 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, another standout, obviously, was uh, Julie. Most notably that I was actually right in predicting someone to get out. Um, <laughs> I said it was a long shot, but I thought Boston Rob might do it, and turns out he did. Um, the other memorable thing about Julie is her hiding Phillips swimsuit, which makes us, then, the audience, have the privilege of only seeing Philip in his pink underwear. Hooray! Thank you for that, Julie. But uh, let's talk a little bit about what went wrong for Julie. What were your thoughts, Nicole? Um, well, honestly, I think part of what went wrong was when she decided to hide Philip's shorts. You know, you don't want to get on Philip's bad side. <laughs> but also, just like... Um, Besides that, she really seemed like a pretty likable person, and maybe because of that, she was considered a bit more of a threat. You know, um, right now, I don't think anyone really sees Steve or Ralph as a threat, so it's kind of, you know, who's the biggest threat here, and I don't know, I guess that's what they thought. Yeah, I I think Rob doesn't see any of the three of them as a real big threat anymore. I think he's gotten the big ones that he thought he needed to get out. And now I think he's just doing it to keep them on their toes, not knowing what to expect. Because I'm pretty sure they all expected Steve to get voted out. So I think Rob was just doing some stuff to keep himself entertained and to switch things up and keep them on like not expecting things. So that was my main reason of why Julie got out. It it all goes back to the Zafateras and their downfall and everything, and she was just the latest victim. And Rob is doing such a good job of separating that that there's really nothing she could do. And the low person on the totem pole per se is now having big arguments with your tribe members, so I doubt that he's gonna come over to your side. Yeah. Julie was just another one of the Zapateers that got shot down by Boston Rob and his awesome gameplay. Mm-hmm. Which brings us to our other memorable person then, of course, is Rob, who is still just completely in control of this game. It's not even that entertaining, I think, to watch anymore because like, there's no one even contending. Like, He's so clearly in control. So I'm hoping... I don't know if I want to see Boston Rob get voted out, but I at least want to see someone give him a run for his money. I want to see it get close, and then he has to actually work to save himself. Because it's always more entertaining when he's scrambling and he's working to get stuff out, you know? Mm-hmm. I want him to actually be able to play the Immunity Idol sometime. I just want to see some interesting stuff go, go on and see... Rob's gameplay even better, you know, because right now there's not really that much he even has to do is just sit back and relax. I, I like to see him on his toes and have to work for it. Right. I almost forgot that he still had that hidden immunity idol because it hasn't been mentioned, obviously, because he's so safe. Like, you know, he, he has no need to play it. But at some point, I agree, I want to see him play it because he feels threatened or something like that. I want things to switch up a little bit because, you know, he is in so much control. And as much as I I think it's great seeing how he does that and, you know, his amazing gameplay, I also want to see things just switch up a bit, you know? Yeah. Oh, one other quick interesting thing. In one of the interviews this past week, Jeff Probst said that the finale is going to have eight people still contending for the million dollars, which means there's going to be five people in the game and three people still in Redemption Island. So obviously, 
someone, the person at Redemption Island is getting back in the game at least Final Five, if not four or three or something. Wow. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see when they go back in the game, but it's not any time real soon. You'll have to wait to the finale to see the next person come back. Oh, oh boy. But uh, speaking of Redemption Island, let's talk about it a little bit. We had our first three-way Redemption Island duel. You had Mike, Matt, and David all going head-to-head. Jeff Probst announced that two of them would stay on Redemption Island and one person would get out and join the jury. And it turned out to be the classic card stacking challenge. You want to talk a little bit about that, Nicole? You know, basically they have these, like, wooden cards, kind of like tiles. But anyways, they had to stack them up as high as... I think they had to stack these tiles eight feet high. And um, it was just, you know, it it looks really hard to me. I'm not good at that kind of thing. But, you know, it... Sometimes you gotta have a really solid foundation, and I think that's what David was going for in this challenge was, you know, having that fun foundation and then going from there. And so everyone was stacking them up and everything like that. And you know, it was pretty close at some moments. You know, I wasn't exactly sure, but um, Mike was definitely taking the lead, and it was just amazing because he would set down that one tile to reach that mark and win, but then his whole tower started wobbling. It looked like it was going to fall. He had to keep, like, moving it and trying to rearrange and shift things around. In the meantime, everyone else was getting a little higher up. It's like, oh, my goodness, he's so close, but his tower keeps wobbling so much. Eventually, he does get it to stay, though, and then Matt ends up, being the next one, and so David, our puzzle master, was the loser. Yeah, uh, yeah, he just overthought it too much, was working on the base when he didn't need it to be that secure, and the other two people just did it faster. Mm-hmm. So we had to say goodbye to David. He was he was one of my favorites. He got his buff burned, and uh, we still got to see him later on, though, because now he is on the jury. Mm-hmm. But. Another classic challenge that they brought back for the duel. It was sort of interesting to see three people do it instead of two. Um, and I, I would think it's a little less lonely than on Redemption Island. Mm-hmm. But we'll yeah. see how the rest of these three-person duels uh, continue on. I I guess I just wasn't really knowing what to expect. And I thought that two people were going to get out and then that one person was going to enter the game. I was just like w- waiting for that person to enter the game, but it seems like we're going to have to wait a bit more before that happens. Yeah, we're going to have to wait quite a bit more. <laughs> All right, well, let's also talk about the challenge then and uh, what, what happened at the immunity challenge this past week. It was sort of, uh, they had this disc that they had to spin in a circle and undo, so it was like a dizzy dummy almost. And once they got that out, they had to run to this table and put a puzzle together on the disc. The first six would move on to a bigger puzzle where the person who did that first would win. Um, so the people who got made it past the first round and did the smaller puzzle fastest was Steve, Julie, Andrea, Grant, Ralph, and Rob. And then when they were all going after the bigger puzzle, it was very close between Rob and Steve. And Rob ended up beating him by like literally a second. It was that close. So Steve ended up not winning immunity. But 
Rob finally gets his first individual immunity of the season. We're starting to see his puzzle skills come back into play. Yeah, I was not very surprised that Rob won. I was like, oh, a puzzle. I bet Rob will do well, and he did. I did think it was interesting that all of the Zapatero people made it onto the final round there. I was like, oh, come on, guys. And, you know, like, like David said, Steve was really close to winning it, but... Oh, Rob, the king of Survivor, there he is, winning again. <laughs> uh, well, we had mentioned last week that he had, wasn't really showing that well in the challenges, but right after he said that, he ends up winning. So <laughs> yeah. maybe this will be a streak. Maybe this is a one-time thing. Only time will tell. Let's uh, move on to Tribal Council then. Uh, what What are your thoughts on Tribal Council, Nicole? It was a big therapy session. <laughs> It was, you know, kind of crazy because, you know, everyone was trying to help Jeff understand what happened, and Philip had a lot to say. Um, you know, Steve kind of trying to defend himself a bit there, and, you know, in the end, Jeff was able to figure out, you know, what were both sides of the argument here, and that maybe, you know, even though... Philip obviously took it as a racial thing. Maybe that's not what Steve actually intended. And, you know, then Julie is the one who admits to hiding Philip's shorts, even though Philip had said that Steve had done it, which is very interesting because Philip is a formal special agent. You know, I, I thought that he would be able to know for sure who it was, but he was actually wrong. It was Julie. <laughs> but, you know, it, in the end, well, Jeff was like, well, if this was a therapy session, you know, it, I, I'd say it went well or whatever. <laughs> so it's very, very interesting and amusing, uh, very centered on Philip and Steve. It was really interesting, I thought, to see how Jeff Probst handles the situation and just clearly shows why he's the host of the show and is very good at dealing with people, getting the information and, and reconciling everything. Because I think they both then came away with a sort of understanding um, and, and a mutual, I don't know if I want to go as far as mutual respect, but they, they somewhat acknowledged it and were okay with one another then, I think. So good job, Jeff Probst. If you ever quit Survivor, you can get a career as a counselor. <laughs> And, of course, then Julie ended up getting voted out. Well, let's move on to David's five funniest moments. This is the part of the show where I talk about the five funniest moments from this past episode. Number five is Julie hiding Philip's swim trunks and forcing us for the rest of the season to see Philip in his pink underwear. <laughs> Thank you, Julie. <laughs> Number four was Grant's comments on and the, during the whole Philip and Steve argument attack sort of thing. Grant just had a, a, a lot of great one-liners and stuff. He's like, did he just bring in the race card? Or I feel like we're on divorce court. <laughs> and, and even him and Rob singing the Rice Wars song. <laughs> uh, I thought Grant had a, a lot of good commentary during the whole... Uh, argument and really brought a little, shed a little light on a dark situation. Number three was <laughs> Philip and his confessional about 
the racism and then saying a racist comment. I just found that so ironic. <laughs> just yelling, talking about Steve being racist and then saying, you know, like, uh, us black men, we know how to self-destruct. <laughs> I'm like, well, if that's uh, not a stereotype of <laughs> your own <laughs> race. <laughs> I just found it so ironic that he was complaining about racism, yet he made a very stereotypical racist comment. <laughs> Number two goes to my good friend Ralph and the way he spelled Phil. P-H-I-L-E. Apparently he thought there was an E at the end. So, File. He voted for File. It's probably why File did not get voted out since he is not actually on the show. But <laughs> Oh, Ralph and your spelling. <laughs> oh, you amuse me. And then the all-time, I every time I even just think about this moment, it makes me laugh so hard. The number one moment was when Philip was stating his case and trying to explain his opinion at Tribal Council. And he just asked the question to Jeff. He's like, do you know what it's like to be a woman? <laughs> and I just died laughing. I was like, oh my goodness. Did Philip just ask Jeff Probst if he knew what it was like to be a woman? <laughs> he was trying to make the point that people of minority colors and people who are women are treated differently and everything. But he just started off with, Jeff, do you know what it's like to be a woman? <laughs> and Jeff Probst was like, no, I don't. <laughs> Oh, it made me laugh so much. So that is the number one funniest moment of this past episode. <laughs> if you missed that, go back and watch it because it's hilarious. And if you did watch it, go back and watch it again. <laughs> so that is the number one funniest moment of this past episode. Let's move on to Nicole's dumbest move of the week. Take it away, Nicole. Alright, well, I am going with Julie choosing to hide Philip's shorts. You know, in some ways it was kind of dumb for her because it made Philip and mainly Philip not like her as much. But also it was just dumb for, you know, the whole tribe now has to deal with seeing Philip in his pink underwear for the rest of the season. And us viewers, all of us people watching this on TV, now we have to see this too. We see it enough already, but now we're going to see it even more. So, Julie, that was a dumb move. <laughs> yes. Uh, since all of us now have to go through multiple episodes of Philip in his pink underwear, I think that is a very dumb move. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's move on to David Nicole's Survivor Play of the Day. This is part of the show where Nicole and I each choose our most memorable or most impactful moment from this past episode. And we go back and forth until one of us concedes and we have a winner. So, Nicole, what is your play of the day? Um, I would say that the they dis them deciding to vote out Julie would be my play of the day. Just because I, I kind of like the switch there where it wasn't exactly who we thought it was going to be and also that you know it kind of makes sense that she is a bit more likable I think than Ralph or Steve so um you know if they had kept her around longer you know you you don't want to keep around likable people so I, I'm gonna go with that all right I am going to go with Julie burying Philip Shorts 
um, because I think this is going to be impacting my eyes for multiple weeks. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I think this is going to have lasting impact on uh, my viewing experience of Survivor. <laughs> I, You know, it, Julie herself can be a player of the day, but, like, you know, I, I think that her getting voted out of the game impacts the game more, and, you know... Her hiding the shorts just impacts, you know, the the way we're viewing the show. So. All right, I will concede. <laughs> Julie getting voted out as opposed to Steve or Ralph is the survivor play of the day. Da-da-da! Congratulations, Nicole. All right, well then, let's move on to next time on Survivor. Philip apparently has one of his best days ever. Andrea is once again vulnerable. Could the wrath of Boston Rob be coming upon her? Mm-hmm. Matt starts breaking down at Redemption Island, and God is going to start carrying him, apparently. <laughs> and there is a mystery package that they cannot open until they get to Tribal Council. What could be in the mystery package? <laughs> I don't know. I gotta find out. You know, I I wasn't too fond of this past episode, but you know, I'm definitely gotta see what happens next. Yep. So stay tuned for that, Nicole. Let's make our predictions then. Of who do we think is going to lose Redemption Island since there are now two winners? Who do you think is going to win the immunity challenge, and who do you think is going to get voted out? So let's start with Redemption Island. Who's going to lose? Julie, Mike, or Matt? Um, I definitely think it's going to be Julie. I just think she's kind of weaker. She hasn't really done anything in my mind to prove that she can win challenges. So. All right. I'm going to go with the long shot again and say Matt. I think he's going to have a breakdown and not try as hard as he can, and he's going to get eliminated next. All right. Let's go to the immunity challenge. Who do you think is going to win? You know, it's always hard to say since you don't know what the challenge is going to be, but... I'm going to say, Rob, I think he's going to start a little streak right now. Oh, I do know what the immunity challenge is, Nicole. Oh. The immunity challenge is, we've seen it in previous uh, seasons, there's a rolling log, and then one person goes on each side, and then they have to get the other person to fall off of the log into the water. Oh. So does that change your opinion? Do you still think Rob is going to win? You know what? I'll change it. I'll change it to Ralph because he seems like the kind of guy who can stay on a rock. Hmm, really? Okay. I am going to go with Ashley then. I'm still going with the long shot. Uh, one of the only former Omatempe people to not win immunity yet, so I'm going with Ashley again. I was wrong last time, but this time, I think I'm going to get it. <laughs> Alright, and finally, Tribal Council, who's going to get voted out? Uh... I think it'll be Steve. I think it's his time to go, and people don't always seem to like him. So. Yeah, I'm going to go with Ralph, actually. Uh, I think Steve is still sort of, I think, not as likable. You know, still has that tiff with Philip and everything, and Rob will want to keep him around just to create conflict again. So I think Ralph may be out next. Well, we will have to stay tuned to this Wednesday to find out what happens next, who gets voted out, and who is staying in the game. 
I will be looking forward to it. Yep. And also finding out what's in the mystery package. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that is all we have for this week. Once again, sorry it's a little delayed, but we will be back this coming Thursday with the recap of this past Wednesday. But be sure to check us out at David and Nicole Survivor Podcast on iTunes and also survivorpodcast.blogspot.com. Favorite, subscribe, comment, do everything you want. We love to hear from you, and we love to know that you guys are listening. So uh, stay in touch. Once again, thank you for listening. That's all we have for this episode. Goodbye, everyone. Bye.